Hello and welcome back to Future Neighbor Podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Katie. <laughs> Just in case you forgot our names already. Guys, we had a blast this weekend. Uh, we had the chance uh, to go back out to the Hangang River. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys don't know, Hangang River splits Seoul in half. And it's a huge river. Yeah. Um, it's very long, but it's also and very wide. wide. Right. I think um, I was actually looking it up on Wikipedia uh, when we were out there. Mm-hmm. It's one kilometer in width. It's really wide. Yeah, about half a mile. Yeah. Oh. So what were we doing out there? We started to do windsurfing about a year ago. Yay! And, you know, the feeling that you get when you're out in the middle of that river and you have the wind blowing across your back, you have the Lotte World Tower. Uh, that's like right in the you know right in the back of you. Mm, beautiful view. You drop the sail and you look up and you just feel so present, mm-hmm. so invigorated by the mm-hmm. city. Yeah. In my head, like you know, when I have those like great feelings, yeah. like the o- the other time that I get this feeling is um, like when I would go sc- uh, snowboarding and I go to put on my bindings, but mm-hmm. over the horizon, you see the mountain slope fall off and you see like the, the beautiful mountain, like white mountain caps in the back. Yeah. <sighs> you just feel so alive, like nature's energy. Yeah, I mean, it's such an unusual feeling you'll get mm. living in Seoul because usually it's like packed with people, so busy, yeah. like just time ticking by so fast. There's so much like stress. Yeah. But then when you're here, it feels like you're somewhere else. Everybody's so chill. There's people cycling along and coming with dogs. Oh, you mean at the Hangang? Yeah. Yeah. And then you feel the wind and you actually get an entire view of like the Seoul city. Yeah. I would highly recommend anyone that comes to Seoul to take a bike ride along Hangang River. Mm, Like remember we recommended our friends that came from London and they said that was the favorite part. There's a yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. there's a nice bike course that you can just um, just cycle around. It's the it's the best way to see the city. Mm, that's so true. Yeah, and it's it's relatively cheap. When I was out in the middle of the the Hangang, in my mind there was like this one song. There's a song by Nas off of his first uh, album called uh, Illmatic, and it's called The World Is Yours. <laughs> Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is yours. Oh, you're so cheesy. No, no, it's beyond cheesy. I just felt like... <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to share that because, you know, when we're in the city, when we're living life, there's not that many times when you just feel... You feel really small. You feel invigorated. Yeah. yeah, helpless. Yeah, so what do you mean feel helpless? Helpless. Because you feel such a small part of the uh, such a big world. Mm, that's how you feel when you're mm. out there. Mm. Oh, I see. That's that's interesting. I have different reactions. I feel like I'm the the you're main the character, king? the oh main character gosh. in the world when I'm there. <laughs> I can feel the city. I'm like pulling energy from from the from the atmosphere. Whereas you feel like you feel how how small you are. No, in a big, you a big mean world. when you are in the hangar? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean in general. I see. In life, but then when you go out yeah. and enjoy the view at Hangang, then yeah. you kind of forget about all these things. Is the Hangang clean? I don't know. We saw some dead fish last time. <laughs> um, I've jumped into it multiple times, like, like <laughs> you know, with my friend. We try to switch boards, and I just jump in. Yeah, you don't mind, right? No, I don't mind at all. 
But I I saw that some friends like don't want to do this because obviously the water isn't that clean, mm. so they don't want to fall into the dirty water. Mm. But I did fall a few times at the beginning, yeah. but then now I try my best not to fall. <laughs> you know, I think one of the reasons why I do a lot of outdoor activities as a as an adult is that I had a second dad growing up. Mm, is this a revelation? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> second dad. Yeah, <laughs> that can mean a lot of things in 2020. I know. Um, what I mean by it was I have a close friend. Mm -hmm. And since my dad, we were immigrant family, my dad would most likely be at work during the weekends. Yeah. And we didn't know how to have fun. All we kind of knew was how to survive and like keep our story going in, in America. Yeah. So when it comes to the weekends, for my parents, it means resting at home. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, you know, I want to get, I have so much energy. I'm a kid. Mm -hmm. So I had uh, my close friend, his dad, he was an American kid. And his mm -hmm. dad, uh, you know, his dad was going through a rough time in his life too. He was mm -hmm. going through a divorce. And, but... I was friends with his son, so he wanted to distract his kid quite a lot uh, through these activities. Yeah. And, um, and of course, I would tag along. And the dad was great. I still think he's one of the, like, he made such a big impact in my younger life, in my formative years. And I wow. and last time I saw him, I thanked him as well. Um, said he really meant a, a lot to me. And we lived in Orange County, and we would go towards this... Um, it was a jazz cafe at night. It was called Steamers. But during the afternoon, it was a bagel shop. Mm. And so we would ride our bicycles, go all the way to Steamers. And it took like maybe 30, 45 minutes. And yeah. when you were young, that felt like a marathon. Yeah. And we were so tired and we got there. And then I still remember the bagels that they had. I would order this uh, turkey uh, bagel melt. I mean, they would slice the the bagel in half. Mm -hmm. I picked out the jalapeno cheddar mm -hmm. and like a crispy uh, cheddar on the outside. Then they put it through the toaster oven. It comes nice and hot. They put oh, a, yum. Do, am I, am I making you hungry? Yeah. And they put a dab of mayo on and then they put some shredded turkey, mm -hmm. a big slice of tomato and a couple slices of provolone on top, put it back in the toaster. It comes back bubbling hot with the cheese and then a few sprinkles of Parmesan cheese oh my gosh actually america they do mm. really good bagels right yeah when i was in san francisco i had that salmon lux mm. bagel oh, and like bagel. my first time having it oh, and that's I was what amazed. i miss in korea too we don't yeah. have lux bagels here yeah that's the one thing that we miss here yeah and we would eat that and then there was a comic shop next door mm -hmm. that sold you know like hard print comic books yeah. and we would go and look and so, I oh, don't know. you had comic book stores. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, but this was like back in the or like early nineties. I still remember like his son or my friend um, would like cry bicycling back because it was so tough. It was hot, and you know we, you know, when you're young, you don't know how to persevere. But he was trying to teach them these lessons. Yeah, so athletic. No, he wasn't athletic. That's why he was crying. No, but the dad must have Yeah, been yeah, his athletic. dad was used to be in the Air Force. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so um, he was teaching all these mini lessons through these activities, and I didn't know at the time. Started doing bicycle riding there, and then he started taking us to snowboarding when we were very young. Mm. 
And so, because your parents don't know how to snowboard. Oh, <laughs> they've never been on a ski slope. <laughs> I mean, for my parents, when they see those things, it's just like that's not what we do. Yeah, you know, that's not even in the realm of like possibilities. Y- yeah, I mean, de- it was definitely not like um, affordable sport at that time of for course. our parents' generation. Yeah, leaving the house meant spending money. Mm-hmm. So. Best thing was sitting at home and watching K dramas. <laughs> Two dollars a tape. You can rent all when they would uh, the Korean shops would Video rent out tapes. those VHS. I still remember my mom's like um, or in the garage, there would be stacks and stacks of tapes, and I'd be like, "Mom, don't you have to return those?" And she'd be like, oh, "I don't know, that's from last year." I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, the 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 shops long time ago. You know that's so funny. All the shops. Now that I think about it, like all the popular K-dramas that came out in Korea, yeah. the Korean like K-drama shops in Orange County, yeah. they would basically burn it onto, um, what do you call those? Uh, videotape. Yeah, on, onto a videotape. And yeah. they would make like hundreds of copies and then they yeah. would just rent them out to all Koreans. And that was like a viable business. I think I had that too in um, the UK. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. I didn't go that often, but I do remember going and there was a room of all the videotapes and it definitely wasn't high quality either. Yeah. But it was still worth it. Do you remember what drama you were watching? I I watched so many dramas when I was young. Mm. So I remember there was two. There was the one with the Kim Tokang. The the That's Such an old one. That was like even before I moved to the UK. What w- what's the proper name for it in Korean? Yain Shide. Yain right? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. My dad and mom would watch that, that all the time. That one was like viral in Korea. Yeah. It's, um, w- do you remember what the plot was about? <laughs> it, was it was set in like... The Japanese occupation of Korea. Yeah, and, and what was the guy's Korean name? Because I just remember the Japanese guy always going, Kim Tokang. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name I remember too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's an old school one. And then there's the other one I remember my mom watching was... No, no, no. That was too... No, my mom watched... It, the biggest one, the one where that girl is cooking all the time. Ah, 대장금. 대장금. Yeah. I would always see my mom crying all the time on, on like Sunday mornings. And then my sister kind of fell into it for a little bit. Yeah. And they were both crying. And I'd be like... You know, I'd be ready to go ride my skateboard outside. And I'd be like... Which means, mom, are you okay? And she's like, oh, we're fine. <laughs> it's just so great. Go have fun. And I always remember thinking like, man, women are so weird. Like, don't you want to relax? And I still say the same phrase to you, you know? Why do you watch those dramas? Like, Because it's fun. I know. Don't you want to just uh, watch movies for entertainment? I mean, if, you, if it makes you cry, don't you want not want to watch it? Well, but I say the same thing to you because all the movies that you watch are so tensed up and gets like sweat in my hand. It's Don't true. you want to relax a little bit, Daniel? Yeah, you know what? That's right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, I defer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Katie has... Okay, now, now we're going just on tangents on tangents, but listeners out there, have you guys ever watched a movie with someone that really hits you when they're watching katie's the style that when we watch a movie and it's scary she will hit me or if it's funny she'll slap me so hard she's like ah! i'll be like ouch ouch we're like katie 
That's so to, much exaggeration, Daniel. No, we have to also talk about you, how, why you're so scared of watching scary movies. Guys, Katie is to the next degree. Even if there's like a little like a sound or like a scary sound with bass in it, like, <laughs> she'd be like, turn that off right now. <laughs> and then she'll cover her ears and she'll go to the room. Like she will not watch even 10 seconds of any scary movie. I think that's just how I am born with. Yeah. I was always like that since I was really young. What is the scariest movie you've watched so far? Like when I was like really young, maybe eight or nine, mm. we used to watch this drama, scary drama called, uh, it's a very famous one. And then my mom would play it mm. like and watch it with the whole family. Mm. And I would be terrified by it. So I, I have this trauma, trauma lingering from that mm. experience. Mm. So even just a tiny bit of like ombre sound or something, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I just have enough. Yeah, your hands yeah. go up, you look through like the slits of your finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at some point you're like, I've had enough. I'm walking out. And I thought it would get better over time yeah. as I become adult and stuff, but yeah. it doesn't. And remember last time we went to watch Kok Song? Oh, <laughs> what is the English title for Kok Song? Ah, look Man, for it. Man, that's a good Let film. Yeah, take a look at it. Uh, we thought it was just like a, I don't know, like an adventure film or something. Or and just like, you know. A regular thriller? Korean movie. Yeah, like a thriller. It's called The Wailing. Oh, The Wailing. Ooh. Man. That's Two minutes in, I'm like so into it. I'm like, what is it? What is killing the villagers? And Katie's like, we got to go now. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> so... It was literally two minutes. And then they didn't even finish printing out all the names. Yeah. Like directors <laughs> produced by, you know, those like things that come at the beginning. <laughs> But I immediately knew that this like is not something right. that I can afford to, to watch. Mm. Um, but <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny though, because I stopped watching so much, or I stopped watching so little of these horror films. I have a craving for it. Yeah, you know how your body you're craves so scary. things that you're you not watch allowed it to alone. Have? Yeah, like I never used to watch drama when I was, or like horror dramas or horror movies when I was young. But after we started dating, strangely at nighttime, I want to get like terrified, <laughs> even though you're terrifying already, Carrie. <laughs> so I should um, level up. <laughs> yeah, you should like help me scratch that itch once in a while and watch it together. Because right now when you go to bed, what, what uh, Netflix drama am I watching right now? The one Strangers, um, Strangers from Hell. Oh. The Korean one is something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a Korean one, right? It's good. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of like a play on American horror story, but Korean dramas type. Yeah, but uh, anyway, mm, we're talking about... We're talking uh, about your second dad. Ah, that's right. Guys, this second dad, I still remember that he even built like a, a skateboard ramp for us. Ooh. So we would launch. Oh my gosh, we were so crazy. I would ride down the skateboard as fast as I could down this hill and there was this wooden ramp. Oh my God. And I would launch off, off of it and I'd try to jump over Costco boxes. <laughs> And it was a competition between me and my friend. Yeah. And then at one point, I wanted to up the ante because I would see on TV, there would be like a Evil Knievel, which was this uh, guy on this motorcycle. And he would do like crazy stunts, jumping over Las Vegas and things like that. <laughs> and I thought I could be the next Korean Evil Knievel. So I would gather up all the neighborhood kids and Ooh. I would make them lie down next to the ramp. <laughs> and I would lay them down and <laughs> I would come down the hill and I would jump over them. 
I was so crazy. If I landed on any one of those kids, oh my gosh, the hospital bill, I mean, that would have been bankrupt. Daniel family would have been done. We are taking so <laughs> much risk. <laughs> but at that time, I just had to jump over six kids and, and the bet was on. Oh man, these are such fun memories. And then one of the kids told their parents and mm-hmm. their parents came out. Oh my God, they chased us out of the neighborhood and then we had to break the ramp and we had to apologize so much. So, but then I started skateboarding like, you know, later in life just as a way to de-stress. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that dad also took us out to go sailing in Catalina. He had Ooh, a boat. really? Yeah, that was the first time I rode a sailboat. Ooh. And so like all of these little experiences, exposures when I was young, they plant a little seed. Mm-hmm. And then when you grow up, it's so much easier to go back towards it or try something new. I think there's something with that with food as well. Food? Yeah. I, I always thought it was weird when I had like some high school friends, they would order a hamburger and they would take off all the lettuce, onions, tomatoes really? and just eat the meat with cheese. Very strange. But there are certain foods that I don't eat because I never had them growing up. Like mm. gopchang mm. or like raw fish. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Sashimi. Yeah, and I also remember when a friend came to Korea with another friend and his friend. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't eat like any seafood. He doesn't do any vegetables. He just does meat. And I was like, oh, very strange. Like, mm. And he just said that when he was young in his family... They just had like rice and meat. He was mm. Spanish. Yeah, he's mm. Mexican. Yeah, Mexican that's guy. so important though. And so I was just like, yeah, when you're young, getting exposure to new things, I think is really, really important. Mm. If you don't, I don't know. I think you're like missing out on life. Some people would say that you wouldn't really remember all those things mm. when you become an adult or mm. later on in life. Oh, that's true. But then... I don't know if that's true though, like because even if you don't remember it mm. exactly, there are certain bits of memories that like just are seated in you and yeah. it just comes out eventually. Yeah. And likewise, my mom was so active with us growing mm. up. Mm. She would like take us like, every weekend to somewhere new and we would be like traveling a lot. Yeah. And I think those experiences helped us a lot. And even now, like, you know, I don't like to just stay at home and do nothing. Yeah, that's like, right. We're always going out on the weekend. You and me are not. Discovering new places. You and me are not homebodies at all. Mm. We don't like staying home. No. On the weekends, we're always out. Yeah, I get so much more energy by, like, looking at different things and trying out, you know, new stuff. Mm. You know, you mentioned, like, going out. I remember when I was young, I was so dying to get out of the house. And my mom, she would always have leverage on me. She was like, you know, when I was young, I didn't get to learn piano. So I want to make sure you learn how to play piano. And I hated the piano. I can't. I absolutely hated the piano. <laughs> like, that's I had this. so funny. Remember I because had that's exactly the story of my younger brother. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Yeah. At my... At my piano, I mean, every basically a lot of Asians learn piano or some sort of musical instrument when they're young. The piano tutoring place right next to it was a taekwondo. And every time when I would wait for my teacher to become open, I would look into the door of the taekwondo and I'd be like, I would do anything to get out of this <laughs> godforsaken <laughs> piano lessons. And it happened. 
You didn't do taekwondo? No, my mom wanted me to play piano, and I would oh. keep telling her I could do pow 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 better than <laughs> da 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 da. She's like, no, I'm not hearing it. So oh, poor you. There's two incidents that convinced my mom that I really hated piano. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, uh, my mom, like I was saying, when I wanted to go out, she would say, "You have to practice one hour of piano." Do you know how long one hour is for a little kid? <laughs> That's like a one week. Yeah. And so I was very clever when I was young. Sometimes my mom would fall asleep, and so we had this clock that was right above the piano. Yeah. And so I would play da 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 da, and I would check back over my shoulder, and I could see my mom was drifting away, she's falling asleep. I'll play one more song just to double check, and then. I could hear my friend knocking. Where are you? You know, oh on the door, God. right? So now it's urgent. So I had to come up with something quick. And you know what I come up with? Tell me, amaze us, Daniel. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I just played the one side of the piano with one side of my hand, <laughs> and then I slowly went up and I got the clock, <laughs> pulled it down, <laughs> then I moved, <laughs> then I moved the um, the hour hand. So then I had like, well, not all the way, just until I had like two minutes left. Until let's say it was three, then I would move it to three fifty-eight, and then for two minutes oh I would practice and I'd be like dan, and I would make sure to hit the last note very loud. And my mom, I'd be like, "Amma, it's four. I can go out now." She's like, "Oh, kure kure," and then my mom, "Oh, this you know, I have to go pick up your dad or something." Or so my mom actually went out that day, and I was so nervous. Oh my I was like, gosh. in my young mind, maybe she won't notice. <laughs> and then uh, my mom figured out that I switched the the hand clocks oh to get out of practice. Gosh. You're such a sly kid. Yeah, you gotta think on your feet. Who's gonna be playing piano for an hour when you gotta go play <laughs> with your friends? Your friends are waiting on those bikes. You gotta get out there. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I also had this Russian teacher. This Russian teacher was so brutal. She was teaching me like the Russian way. Basically, I'd be playing the piano, and every time I'd get a note wrong, mm-hmm. I would still remember she had like this little stick, and she would hit my knuckles. And then <laughs> that's so tough. And then at one point, I got used to the pain, so I didn't care. <laughs> like if she would keep hitting them, and so she got so fed up. She's like, "Forget this." So she would eat an apple, and then she would just put on her makeup. Oh my god! Yeah, and then at one point, she thought that would like get my attention. I would still keep playing wrong. I didn't really care. I was still waiting until get home so I could play some games. And then she threw the, the you know the music book across <gasps> the room. Oh it hit God. the side of the wall, and my mom was waiting outside. She heard it. She was like, "What's going on inside?" And I told her, "Amma, what I say? I told you that lady's crazy. <laughs> she tries to beat me up. It's abuse, abuse." And my mom finally like understood. This kid will not oh my God. play musical instruments. Oh, you're such a tough kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't want to learn, you don't want to learn. Then my mom tried to get me in violin. <gasps> and then what happened in junior high? Not taekwondo? Yeah. My mom. You never learned taekwondo? No, I did for a little bit. But then, yeah. <laughs> what happened when I was in junior high with the violin? I enrolled into class because my mom said I had to learn something, a music instrument. Then what I do? During class, the teacher was like, you know, you have to play in groups in the beginning. And then the kids like, hey. Are you actually playing the strings? <laughs> 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 I was doing like basically Guitar Hero 
with the violin. I wasn't even going across the strings. I was just doing the movements, moving my head like I was Yo-Yo Ma, whatever. And then he called it's me out. It's Yo-Ha Ma. Yo-Yo Ma? Is it Yo-Yo Ma? Yeah, but he plays the cello. <laughs> that was the the. the and then you that. got caught by the teacher? Yeah, he said he came, he said, come out to the front of class and play. I didn't know how to play. It was like two weeks in, I didn't know how to play a single string. I got kicked out. And then that was the end of my musical career. Yeah. Until the DJ part. <laughs> Actually, I learned both of the instruments that you mentioned. And I really enjoyed them. You did? Yeah. But maybe it's just, I don't know. My, bro- my brother had to go through the same experience. Yeah. And he really didn't enjoy playing the piano. Yeah. So then... Yeah, my mom gave up on him quite early on. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the musical yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> not not in life. Yeah. <laughs> I was re-listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Not podcasts, but one of my favorite like uh, speakers. His name is uh, Naval Ravikant. He's like a venture, venture capitalist from San Francisco. He's like... He's a, also a philosopher. So he's an investor plus philosopher. And I really like the stuff that he talks about. Mm-hmm. And in one of his talks, he was talking about how he was a latchkey kid. Latchkey. Latchkey. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was an interesting term. I looked it up. And it basically means um, a person who, or a kid who raises himself at home. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the parents are out at work. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely a latchkey kid. Me now that too. I think about it, I think most of the uh, immigrants, Korean Americans, Korean anywhere that moved to a different country or Chinese or or I don't know Indian, anyone who immigrated to the states, most of them were latchkey kids. Yeah, because your parents had to go make a living in a new country, yeah, which yeah. is beyond tough. Mm. I learned a lot of things by myself. There's always a silver lining, right? Yeah. So as a latchkey kid, you don't get the attention from your parents. Mm-hmm. You have to develop for yourself, right? Mm. This YouTube channel, you know where it all started from? It all started from from the fact that I had to cook for my sister. Mm. My sister didn't know how to cook, <laughs> but she was a bully. My oh, sis- my gosh. Yeah, my sister had, like, such an aggressive personality. She went through puberty hard, and she let everyone know that she was angry when she was angry. Yeah. And, like, oh, she was brutal. And I was only two years younger than her, mm-hmm. so we used to fight all the time. Mm. And my sister understood leverage. Mm. so like there was this game i think that was when nintendo 64 was first coming out i had this mario 64 and i would be playing through the game and my sister would be hungry and she's like hey make me food right now (laughs) i'd be like no you make it and she was like she wouldn't say anything she just walk over to my (laughs) my mario 64 cartridge she'd pick it up and she'd be like you're gonna get one more chance you better cook for it now (laughs) And she's uh, such a boss oh she was a boss hugo boss <laughs> um and then she'd be like Arasa. she means like all right and she'd walk to the restroom and then she'd be like all right now you got 20 seconds before your mario is going down the toilet and i would be like no i had dedicated <laughs> like two weeks into that game already right <laughs> the first thing i still remember cooking for my sister yeah. we would have leftover yeah. that we ate during the night and then my, mo- my sister would be like, make some rice with that too. So I'd boil that up. Mm. I'd crack an egg. I'd make scrambled Ooh. egg. I'd throw that in there. 
And then I'll put some of the leftover rice and then make bibimbap out of that. Mix Ooh. all that together. And then I'll give it to my sister. She and would eat. And then she'd give me back my game. Oh, yeah. wow. So you were feeding your older sister. Yeah, that would be nice if that was one time. That happened like every day after school when my mom dropped us off. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And at some point, me and my sister would fight so much that my mom started dropping me off at the library. Public library, Fullerton Public Library. Okay. And it was funny because at that time I would go and my mom would say, same thing. My mom's <laughs> philosophy was so easy. <laughs> go practice piano for an hour, or in this case, my mom would be like, go read three books and I'll pick you up. I'd be like, what time? She's like, go read three books and I'll be there. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so um, I tried reading books, but when you're that <laughs> young, it doesn't work made like a little group of kids like there'd be a lot of mexican kids there'd yeah. be a lot of black kids and then there'd be me there wasn't a lot of asian kids at the library at that time i think they were all in like after tutors oh but uh so we made a little gang at yeah. the library <laughs> like us kids and then pokemon pokemon cards was very oh, popular then okay so i told all the kids let's do pokemon trading mm. and all of a sudden i would start hustling these kids for their cards like some of them were younger yeah. And, and like I really wanted these like the more expensive one or these shiny cards. Yeah. So I would like find a way where I would give them like 10 of my regular cards for one of their shiny cards. Right. Ooh, a trader. Yeah. And I started learning trading, you know, before I do stock trading. I was like trading uh, po Pokemon cards with them. And then I would always be getting the better end of the deal because I knew how exclusive those were. And some of these kids, they didn't. And so at one point I started like I traded out like maybe 50 of these like regular cards for like five or seven of these really expensive, like hard to get cards. And then their mom, um, one of these kids' moms came and said, give the cards back. Ooh. And I still remember saying, a trade is a trade. We shook on it. It's done. <laughs> and the lady, like she didn't have much to say. She's like, my kid still wants it. I was like, no, no, it's done. Oh my God. And so then I got flagged at the public library right the librarians all knew me and then sometimes i would go outside and i'd be so bored right i mean you're young right yeah and this was also the time of wwe what is this remember i told you in the last story do you smell what the rock is cooking oh right there was another wrestler his name was i think eddie guerrero he was a mexican guy okay i, th I think the name was right i mean maybe convincing this with another friend i named eddie but he had this phrase it wasn't, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Is like it? when he gets into the ring, he goes, mamacita. What does that mean? I didn't know at the time, but I liked Eddie Guerrero. Ooh, and so every mamacita. time I would see a Spanish lady, mamacita, right? <laughs> and I would get weird stares. And sometimes the kids you would- sound so weird. Yeah. I, I, sometimes the, the kids or the lady would like laugh, right? <laughs> and, then I, and then I still remember this one time, this um, uh, elder Spanish lady, um, she had to be like a grandma. She was walking in. And I was just like, Hola, mamacita. Which <laughs> Next thing I knew, she called the librarians. <gasps> and then I got kicked out of the library. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I didn't know until I came home. And then I asked one of my friends. And it, that means hot mama. It's like oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. So I was saying that to like this grandma. So then I got kicked out of the library. <laughs> Yeah, for saying uh, rude things. You're such a unexpected kid. Hmm. So then I came back home, 
And then my mom, she was like, where am I going to place this kid? And so she just let me be for a little bit. Oh my gosh, this, these stories are going to get juicy now. So all these memories are coming like uh, into my brain right now. <laughs> this was the time when in America, it was dial-up modem for internet, mm-hmm. right? So you go, it was this weird thing. It was like, do you remember 56K? Yeah. Do you remember the sound, that crazy sound it made before it like dialed in? Yeah, I think so. Like when we got internet at the house, my mind exploded. Like there were so many things that you could see. Uh-huh. And so in the beginning, I looked up like Britannica, like looking up <laughs> like <laughs> articles about like um, hippos. Were you doing those typing exercises too? Yeah, I, I probably have. Yeah, got some CDs, Britannica CDs and going on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I saw a pair of boobies <laughs> online. Oh my gosh, my mind exploded. My mind exploded. Good for you. My mind exploded. And why I'm saying this is at one point, my mind exploded so much that I would spend so much time just looking at these sites, but I'd be so nervous because I knew my mom would be coming home and I didn't want her seeing that I was looking at boobies the whole time instead of reading books right (laughs) so my researching skills in this area got quite developed and at one point uh, (laughs) i found this software where if you clicked it into it you can see russian boobies and i was like "Ooh, i didn't Ooh, russian that's crazy that's that's somewhere else so i clicked into it but strangely it would make this um that same 56k modem sound connecting to Moscow, and I didn't really think about it. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, and I just let it run. And then, and I was just looking at like pictures of Russian boobies for like thirty minutes, forty minutes, and you know, I just maybe two, three hours, maybe five hours until my parents got home, and then didn't think much of it. One month later, my dad comes like barging into the door, and he was like. Who's on the internet all this time? Who is it? Who's on the internet? <laughs> and then I just, of course, my, my finger went straight to my sister. I was like, it's her. It's her. It's her. She's doing all this, like, we're looking at shopping. And, like, there was, like, the AOL Instant Messenger. Mm-hmm. She was, like, doing Instant Messenger. That was, like, the hot thing to do at the time to, mm-hmm. like, connect with kids. Yeah. You like to check out, like, other guys, like, a profile or their IDs and stuff. Yeah. And I blamed it on my sister. I remember my sister was crying. She was like... I'm so sorry. I won't use it anymore. Oh, because like we thought it was the over internet usage, and then um, at some point my sister was like, "Give me the bill. I want to read it," and it said like, (laughs) I think it was like RussianSexy.com or something like that. Like it had the word Russian, and my dad was, you know, I don't think he just picked up on his English was so bad. And my sister told my dad, "Go call them," because. I'm not talking to anyone with the screen name Russian Sexy. <laughs> Go call them. Go call the number on the thing. And my dad, he called. Oh and then God. he figured out that it was like a, a porn song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're dead, Daniel. <laughs> so what had ended up, I had ended up doing was I had clicked one too many times. And it was like a premium service that logged you into a Russian portal service. <laughs> and they were charging you international calling to be called to be logged into their uh, portal. What? And so I was I racked up like maybe 3 4 hours of like basically talking to Russia. So it came over to like 100 200. 
Oh my gosh. And so then, yeah. So then, my mom and my dad, basically, I got a huge beating at home. <laughs> for like, you know, huge bruises on my butt for checking out Russian boobies. <laughs> I don't know why that, but. I'm just lost for words, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, my mom was too. And every time she would leave the house to go to work, oh, there's one thing she said that always oh, drove me crazy. She, you know, Korean women. Very indirect. My mom would say, Daniel, <laughs> which means, Daniel, we got to study today, right? <laughs> and I always knew what that meant. I always knew what that meant. And so it drove me crazy. Yeah. Those are my stories of uh, being a latchkey kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a pretty incredible story, Daniel. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. So, Katie, how about you? Do you have any uh, these um, Russian booby stories of your own? <laughs> Were you nothing, looking at Serbian? Nothing close to yours, Daniel. But <laughs> <laughs> growing up, like I, I told you, like I had a lot of fear, right? Yeah. So even just walking from school back home, yeah. I would like look back several times behind me mm. to see if there's somebody following. That's right, because you were like in London that. by yourself. No, 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 this was l- long before, so maybe when I was like seven, eight, like when I was in Korea. Oh, I see, Korea. Yeah, and my first year, second year elementary school, I would like walk home, but then somehow there were some TV shows that, wa- that I watched at the time that was like showed some weird adults abusing children or something, mm. so that... Of course, I had that memory stuck in my head. So I was very like cautious and fearful mm. of the people around me. So even at home, I would always, I would do the double locking. Oh my gosh, you still do that today. Yeah, it I all know. comes from when you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would, I would be alone at home, right? Ah. So I would <laughs> be so fearful. Like I was so scared. So I would make sure that I do the double locking. Ah, yeah. And one thing that I do really well is like I can sleep really well. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, that we know for sure. <laughs> and then I would fall asleep in my house, like with the mm. door double locked. Mm. And uh, like around five or six, my mom would come home. Mm. But she can't unlock it because it's double locked. That's happened to me so many times, Katie. I would go like to go throw away the, the food garbage and I come and then it's locked. When is it? Last time. <laughs> Like last week, I was open and you're like, oh, where were you? Or I go to the, the grocery mart to go pick something up. I can't even get to into our own house because you like uh, disabled the electronic. Yes. And ah, then like okay. I'm like fall so far asleep, right? In my room. Ah. So no matter how hard my mom bangs the room or like so knocks the room, I can't hear it. Mm. So she has to stand there like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And mm. then eventually she'll call the, the key man. Mm. to come like drill uh, drill the thing oh so they gosh. will have to open the house that way you know what's funny katie yesterday you were talking with your friend and you fell asleep in your room yeah um, and i was like katie katie <laughs> and i knocked on the door <laughs> and i was like there's no way she would not i was like katie and i was like <laughs> and i was like are you are you mad at me or something? Like, what the heck? Why are you so sensitive? (laughs) Katie! Nothing. So then, don't you remember? I crawled in through the window from the the veranda 
<laughs> and I came into our room, and there you were just. <laughs> and I was like, and I said, Katie, don't pretend you're sleeping. Let's talk. And you're like, <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, this girl is really sleeping. Yeah. So then my mom would get so pissed, right? Because like, she, she had to pay extra money to open the door yeah. when you were sleeping on the inside. Yeah. So That's like, crazy. she would get so annoyed at me. And then that happened like, a couple of times yeah. so after that my mom would like make sh- always reminding me don't fall asleep because <laughs> i'm gonna go home soon <laughs> so like yeah i would like when it gets around like five or six i would like remind myself you can't go to sleep or i will but then i would have to unlock the second lock but yeah. then i would feel very agitated about uh, it yeah so yeah that that thing still carries on to this day do you still have those vivid dreams because you when you dream you you really like remember everything the next day i'm always very surprised i remember anything (laughs) yeah there are times when i don't remember anything but when i do remember things Mm. it just keeps on in my memory for many many years Mm. so some dreams i had when i was five or six yeah I still have them like very clear in my memory. Mm. Yeah. I think there has to be a purpose for dreams. I think so. Maybe, I think so. You know how like a computer, like when we turn something off, we clear the cache or like in a browser. Okay, maybe this is getting too nerdy. But your memories, I think when you dream, maybe it's like cleaning out your memory space in your brain mm. or even storing it in some places. But maybe do you think dreams are connected to your before life? Nope, not at all. <laughs> That's just dumb. Why, mm. do you? Mm. Sometimes I wonder because some of these scenes I see in my dreams, uh-huh. like these are things I've never experienced and I wonder how come it can ever come into my dream like that. Oh, how could it be in your psyche when you've never yeah. had a similar experience in real life? Yeah. Like what? Like when I was like five, that, remember, that dream I had, someone came in, I was like just grocery shopping in a supermarket mm. and somebody came with a sword mm. and like he tried to kill me mm. and I actually died in my dream mm. because he, he split me in three pieces. <laughs> yeah, th- those kind of th- splitting somebody in three pieces with a sword is something that happened in it's just the old, old times, right? Yeah. Like those, di- like Joseon dynasty. Was it Zoro who came into your dreams? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like those kind of things. I've only lived five years of my life and I had that dream. But how do you even remember that? Because it was now. so strong. It was so traumatic. Yeah. That's, you know what would be interesting? If you can get trauma from dreams. Because that's your body feeling trauma from things that doesn't even exist. Wow, what if that became a thing? Mm. But I think that's possible too. Mm. So speaking of dreams, you know, in Korea, it's kind of a myth we have. Like before you give birth to your child, when you're Ah, pregnant, somebody in your family, including you or your husband or somebody, will dream, have a special dream about that child. That's right. And that's that we have a special word for it called temong. Temong. That's right. So there will always have to be this dream has to have some sort of animal like a dragon or snake and something related to the child that will like shed light on the child's character yeah or something how about how about you did did your mom tell you about a temong that she had about you 
Yeah, I think it was my dad oh. who had a dream about me. Sure. And I don't remember the exact detail, but some dragon or snake came by mm. and it bit his leg. Interesting. Yeah. What's your di or what's your animal? I'm a horse. You're a horse. Yeah. You're, you're the horse. What about you? You're a temong. My dad had that, um, the dream, the temong. He didn't know my mom was pregnant, and he had this dream that he was in this mountainside. Mm-hmm. And he was just taking a hike, and there mm-hmm. was this, he still describes it, it was like a beautiful, clear blue lake. Mm-hmm. And then out from the middle, he started feeling an earthquake. And so he, <laughs> yeah, and so he, <laughs> so he like sat down, and then from the middle of the lake came a dragon, a double headed dragon, <laughs> double headed. It had two heads, and it went straight up into the sky. And then he still remembers like the water coming off of the scales of the dragon. <laughs> and then he woke up and he was like, oh my God. This is my day, son. No, he didn't know that my mom was pregnant, right? Okay. So then he was like, Lotto. <laughs> <laughs> so he went and he bought a lot of um, lotto tickets because um, he said that was the most spectacular dream. That must mean I'm hitting the jackpot. Oh my gosh. Um, and then like a month later, they figured out and then you know what the crazy thing is? Yeah. I am, um, I'm you're the dragon, right? Oh. But then I'm 88. I'm 1988, my yeah. birth year. Yeah. And that's, uh, uh, 88 is uh, the year of double dragon. Really? Yeah. 88. Oh, I thought that's because of the lettering 88. <laughs> Eight looks like a dragon. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I don't know. So but you could be right because there are certain years. There's something the double, double yeah, dragon yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. That's crazy that everyone or most, I mean, it must be a cultural thing, right? But why is it just happening in Korean? Yeah, that's, that's what's <laughs> interesting. I mean, is there someone in uh, Finland cultures? or an Indian dreaming about dragons? Yeah, related they must have to different the child. animals. Mm. Uh, it's interesting. Maybe I this is an Asian thing. Yeah, but it's not like we're used to seeing dragons. Why does it only enter Asians' minds? Oh, I don't know. This, there's a lot of very interesting things. Our mind is very complex. Yeah. Uh, also, Katie, when you're away in Busan, one of my college roommates, um, he gathered up everyone through email, mm-hmm. and we played. We met up on Zoom. Actually, it wasn't Zoom. It was a um, Google Hangout, mm-hmm. and we played uh, a game called Code Names. Mm. It was the first time I seen all of my roommates in like close to a decade, and it was so much fun. Yeah, it that was great. Really good. Yeah, I mean, the game itself, like I, I you know, he was like, "Oh, it, it's it's a pretty fun game." And I was like, "Ah, it's gonna be cheesy," but it was actually really fun to play. Okay. I would re- recommend, like, our guests, if you're you know staying at home, look up on Google how to play Code Names, uh-huh. and then there's like an online version of it, and it's free, and you can just play with other guests while you're doing like virtual hangouts. So is it like a puzzle? No, it's just it's kind of like Pictionary where there's like words on a game board and then you have to basically tell the person who you're playing with to pick those two words by giving a like a trigger word Mm -hmm. so for example if on the board there was uh ice and skate Mm -hmm. i might say um ice and skate i might say hockey Mm -hmm. but hockey is not on the board so if i say hockey two that means there's two words on the board that are close to the word hockey and then you'll be like oh there's ice 
and then there's skate. Oh, that kind of like hockey. And then you pick those two and then get all the cards. But I mean, it's kind of, it's a very simple game, which makes it fun. And it, mm. like during the downtime, you can like catch up with your friends. Yeah, like the fact that you can play games like virtual games yeah. with friends. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I also thought it was so funny that a lot of my college roommates, like the little perks, you know, the idiosyncrasies of like people, mm-hmm. like one of my friends, um, when he eats something, he always like has a little piece of food that comes out on the side and he always shoves it in with his um, <laughs> like his pointer finger. <laughs> And he's still doing that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and one of my friends... People don't change. Yeah, people do not change. <laughs> I mean, they of course, all everyone's got more mature. Some of them have kids. And one of my friends, when he, uh, um, when he's thinking, he always twirls his hair. But he's got barely any hair. But he's always twirls that one. <laughs> and I saw him trying to think of the, the trigger word, and he's just twirling. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. We're just dying laughing. <laughs> it was great seeing college friends. And, and we decided to make a habit, so... He's, I think we have another code name session. You're we supposed to play in it too. Mm. You'll, you'll join next time. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, and speaking of the situation with COVID and like what's happening, mm. well, like in Seoul, mm. it kind of got worse over the past couple of weeks. There's been little pockets of breakout. Yeah, we've started to have the second wave. Mm. And it's mostly concentrated around Seoul and the Seoul metropolitan area. Yeah. And of course, like, I was supposed to go back to work. Like, we were going to go back to normal. Yeah. Like, a few weeks ago. But then it all all came to a stop. And my remote got extended. But this time for another three months. For three months? Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell me this. It's three months? Yeah. So now... Wait, what did you hear? Yesterday? Um... Yeah, just a few days ago. Oh. And now, like, I heard the company as a whole is, like, looking at, like, reviewing the entire, like, work day schedule. Uh-huh. So this is definitely not confirmed, but one of the things that's under consideration is they're thinking to build small offices, like, more, like, rent out small spaces in different parts of Seoul. Oh, wow. So that people, if needed, they yeah. can work there or like meet with other colleagues in those like designated like like offices. So you have like small lean offices throughout the c- throughout the city or different yeah. regions, and yeah, you can just like go that. there, yeah, to work. So and then kind of do something else, something else with the main office. Mm. So I thought that would be very interesting. What's the what's the reception uh, among the employees at the company people people with families yeah kind of prefer working at office yeah (laughs) because they have the kids around at home and it's not very easy to concentrate yeah and now that it's summer Mm. like apparently the ac bills getting like a huge burden to them oh that's right yeah we have we have yet to see how much this we bought a new uh a Samsung air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have yet to see how big this bill is. Everyone always goes, oh, like, um, which means summer explosion of the electricity bills. Yeah, but yeah. Well, let's see how much this one is. Yeah, mm. we'll have to see. Mm. But I think mo- people who are single mm. or don't have kids, they don't really mind mm. that often. Yeah, we are in the process of, like, collecting, like, employees, like, opinions on it Mm. 
But there's a lot of residual benefits if you're on site at work, right? You get free food, yeah, free yeah. lunch. That too. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to consider. So it won't be an easy decision, but definitely how like a huge change is coming. How about you? Do you prefer working at home and seeing my face, my ugly, beautiful face ever die? Yeah, there's pros and cons. Oh, jeez, Katie. <laughs> But overall, I, I think I don't mind working at home. It like, there are days when I miss working at office, yeah. I, I going to office, and there are definitely added benefits to it. But if you had to choose? I, if I had to choose, then I think I kind of like this new style. Staying at home? Yeah. Working from home? Yeah. If this actually becomes permanent, then I think in the future, um, there's going to be a lot of people moving out of major cities like yeah, there's no reason to be living exactly. in la or new york if you can wa work remotely or go into these like lean offices that are like spread spread out throughout other regions maybe that we can move to busan and do surfing every day that would be interesting <laughs> why not why why stop at busan why not just go to jeju then <laughs> <laughs> because busan has better food oh, really Ooh, <laughs> you might have some haters <laughs> grab your pitchforks <laughs> All right, and I think that's it for today. Tonight we have to go climbing, bouldering. Ah, man, my I'm getting better, Katie. I'm not the worst person in my class. <laughs> I'm not the last one getting picked to go. Yeah, you're <laughs> getting better. But don't get better too quickly because I can't catch up with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited to go. Anyway, guys, have a great week. Um, and I'm still very curious about this temong or the dreams that maybe a partner or a family member may get when someone is pregnant, whether you have that in your country and what kind of dreams do you have and who are the, the characters? Do you guys get dragons or do you get lamb maybe or maybe you cat? get a skunk or maybe you get a mole or maybe you get a lizard? <laughs> Tell us about it. We're curious. <laughs>